Welcome to Triple Threat Thursdays, the dance studio owner's secret weapon in generating more revenue and revolutionizing their business. I'm your host, Kate Krachowski, a dancer, teacher, and studio director turned serial entrepreneur. Whether you're a seasoned studio owner or just starting out, this podcast is designed to help you unlock the hidden opportunities in your dance studio. Each week, you'll learn from industry experts, successful studio owners, and entrepreneurs who have been in your shoes and discovered the crucial triple threat, uniting marketing, sales, and instruction to ensure impressive results. We know it takes a village to build a successful dance studio, and we're here to be part of yours. Are you ready to become a triple threat? Let's get this dance party started. I'm so excited about today's episode. It's definitely going to be a little bit different than the previous five that were very topical and covered something specific to marketing or sales or instruction. Today is all about encouragement. I spent the past weekend at the Energize Conference in Chicago, and I had, gosh, 100, 200 conversations with different dance studio owners from across the country. And I just felt like you need a boost of encouragement. You need some wind under your wings in your sails, whatever the analogy is, to head into this season empowered and confident and full of joy and full of life because I know there are so many hats that you're wearing that create a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and then not to mention the financial implications and the financial weight that you're bearing. There are so many things that are on your shoulders. And so I wanted to use this time as a way to spur you on as you head into the new season, as you head back into the studio, as you welcome new families. That said, I've got 10 encouragements for you for this new season. And we'll kick it off with the first being that you do not need to be embarrassed or ashamed if you're doing something yourself. Small business owners in any field need to pick up the pieces of their business that maybe they're not masters at, they're not experts at, they don't have training in, and they need to learn to do those things that they never thought they would be doing. You're a small business owner too as a studio owner, so you don't get an exception, right? You're no different. And you are learning to pick up those pieces, whether that's things like marketing or sales or accounting or gosh, even the operations side of things, running the day-to-day of a studio. You don't need to feel embarrassed or ashamed that you are doing those things that are maybe outside of your wheelhouse. I want you to be confident in that. I want you to feel empowered that, yes, I'm learning something new. I'm taking on something new. And at the same time, I want you to feel like you can ask for help in it. It's okay to ask for help. Asking for help doesn't make us weak. Asking for help actually demonstrates our strength and our confidence in the things that we are really good at and our ability to reflect and to say, I know that my time is probably better spent elsewhere. So that's number one. You don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed that you are doing something yourself. It's okay to ask for help to bring somebody into the fold. Okay, number two, infusing discipline or rhythms into the business side of things is going to be so helpful to you this season because you won't have to experience the pain of regret. 
A question we ask a lot in our family is, would you rather experience the pain of discipline or would you rather experience the pain of regret? We know as teachers, as directors, that discipline is so important in dance, right? We want that from our dancers. We want them to show up on their planned class days. We don't want them to skip out. and We want them to put in the hard work in class to build that discipline, to build that technique so that it bears fruit for the rest of their life. And I know my personal disciplines have come so much from what I learned in ballet specifically. So I want to encourage you to practice this on the business side of the house, on the business side of your studio, by being intentional with things like your marketing posts, your email communications, and other content rhythms, so that you're not just checking a box once in a while, but you're actually thinking about this on a specific cadence. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming, right? Just say, hey, one post a week, one email a week. That's it. That's what I'm going to commit to. And then build that discipline into your schedule. Okay, number three, do not be afraid to leverage and look for tools that take 20% of your time to produce 80% of the results. Templates are something that come to mind with this, right? There are so many great templates for things specifically like social media that are out there. But I really want to, on the flip side, warn you that not just the freebie templates are the ones that you should be using. There are so many fabulous templates out there. The freebie Canva ones definitely look like freebie Canva ones, right? You can identify who's using them and who's not unless you're really customizing them and just using them as a layout. Don't be afraid to look for tools that are going to help ease your workload. At at Energize this weekend, I saw so many of these types of materials, whether it was this master spreadsheet that kind of plans out your entire studio week by week. There were curriculum materials. There were Pinterest boards for costumes that instead of trying to create a Pinterest board with costumes pulling from here and there, there was a tool that essentially helped you do that, right? There there are things like Zapier that so many people were talking about that help automate some of these workflows. So don't be afraid to spend a little bit of time looking for those tools because in the long term, they're going to save you so much energy, so much time, so much hassle, stress, and it's so going to be worth it. Number four, I want you to control the narrative of your studio and the way that people talk about your studio. The way that you do this, right, is by being the one who's talking about it and by being the one who's talking about it on multiple different platforms and channels. And what I mean by that is, yes, through social, through your website, through email, through in-person events, the thing about meta specifically, right, or the meta world or even the social media world is if we rely only on that space, what happens when you get locked out of your account? And I know of so many people who get locked out of their accounts. I actually had a client who was locked out for an entire year and we could not get back in. But that didn't mean her business had to completely stop. In fact, it actually meant that we got to rely on some other channels and find some really creative ways of generating more revenue. Word of mouth, right? Word of mouth, you're not in control of what gets passed from one person to the next. In some ways, it can be like telephone. And so I want to empower you and I want to encourage you to take control of the narrative of your your studio and to think about marketing as doing that, right? 
by marketing your studio, by being in control of that, by infusing disciplines and rhythms and scheduling things, you get to control what's being said about your studio when, how it's being said, the consistency, and that's so important to your studio's legacy. Number five, people want connection. People want to connect with people. They want to get to know you as a studio owner. If you are maybe on the shyer side of things, you'd much prefer to be the extrovert on the stage or even in the classroom. And I know a number of studio owners who tend to be like that. That's okay, but you really want to be present and connect with potential and existing families in a number of ways, whether that be video content that you can distribute through digital channels and That could be social media, it could be your website, it could be in-person events, right, where you are getting to meet and connect with other community members or speaking at local festivals before your students perform. There are so many ways that you can get your face out and that people can get to know you as the studio owner. And that's really important because people make decisions based on who's running the ship. And The more that you can show your humanity and your passion and your care and even your overwhelm, right? You are a real person. And so it's okay to say, hey, I don't have this all figured out, but I want you to be a part of the journey with me and to help build this studio into an incredible place. People love getting to be invited into that kind of work. Number six, this one I'm, gosh, mildly ashamed to admit and encourage you all with because it feels so against the grain of everything digital marketing that I love and hold so dear. But the reality is we know paper goods still work so well in so many spaces, but especially kind of the local Main Street type business space. So I want you to have a postcard handout at the front of your studio so that when people come in for studio tours, for when people come into trial classes, even for your existing families to grab and give to somebody else. It is such a great way to, again, control the narrative of your studio and people get something to touch and feel. Paper goods, kill the trees. Gosh, it feels so hard, but it really is effective. And that was something that I was reminded of this weekend at Energize. Okay, number seven, you can make money without spending money. I know this may feel like a novel concept. I know this may feel hard because it's there's got to be some input, right? So maybe the input is time and effort. But the strategy that we think about primarily at Dance Studio Playbook is an organic marketing strategy. And what that means is leveraging channels that are unpaid channels. I heard a number of times in this space the importance of paid ads for Dance Studio owners trying to boost enrollment boost revenue, make more money, and how those are a critical part of the marketing strategy. If you have the budget for them, great. There's no reason why not to amplify what you are already doing. But if you don't have the budget, then what are you left with? And so that's what this point is all about. You can actually make money for your dance studio. You can increase the revenue without spending money. I've said it before in a previous episode, but the average studio spends $187 a month on marketing. That's not a ton, right? That is not a lot of budget. And so you have to get creative with your marketing strategies. You have to get creative with how you're getting the word out about your studio. 
And I'm just here to encourage you on point seven that you can do it. It is possible. I've seen it work time and time again. I've helped clients generate $2 million in revenue from this type of approach. And I know that it's possible for you too. Number eight, this season, I'm challenging you. I'm encouraging you. I'm saying you can do this. I want you to set clear boundaries between work and home. I'm going to say it again because I know how difficult it is. I want you to set clear boundaries between work and home. You sacrifice so much of your life to give into the lives of these dancers. And I know that you are making an incredible impact, but what is the cost for you personally? And so I want you to evaluate how you can grow in this area. It doesn't have to happen overnight, right? But just think, hey, maybe it's my cell phone number. Maybe I'm going to actually have a work phone this year, or maybe I'm going to have a work text number where they can just text a different line. Or maybe you say, hey, I actually only want to communicate via email. Whatever that is, maybe it's your hours spent in the studio. I just want you to really think about it. How can you take one step toward greater balance in this area, toward more clear boundaries in this way? Okay, number nine, accountability. I was amazed and encouraged and delighted to hear how many studio owners desperately want accountability in their ownership journey this weekend to energize. And I want that for you too. So I want you to find someone to hold you accountable. Now, it would be amazing if it was another studio owner because you're in this journey together. You're on the same path. You're experiencing so many of the same types of things. But if you don't have one or you don't know how to make that happen, that's okay. You can find someone from your community who you know really well, a friend, even a a parent who's been around at the studio for a very long time and who you feel like you can bring into the business side of things in a healthy and positive way. I think of the studio that I worked for for a long time and directed at there, the studio owner had an incredible confidant, if you will. And she was there from the beginning of when she started the studio all the way to when the studio owner sold the studio. And she was always such a great accountability partner for the studio owner. And it was really beautiful to see because yes, though she was a parent and though she had her own interests, there were it was very clear that she was there just from an accountability standpoint, and it was very cool to watch. So I want that for you. Find somebody to hold you accountable this season. If you can't think of anyone, feel free to reach out to me. DM me on Instagram, or even better, you can actually sign up for our waitlist for the Dance Studio Playbook membership, which I'm super excited is now is opening its doors really soon, in a couple of days, actually. So if you're not on the wait list, head to dancestudioplaybook.com slash membership, and you will actually be able to meet with dance studio owners every single month for accountability. You get paired with different owners from across the country, and this is an incredible way, if you don't know where to start with this, to actually get into rhythms of accountability, and you would be amazed at how much more you accomplish when someone is actually saying, hey, have you checked the boxes on the things that you said you would? I know I need it, and my guess is that you probably need it too. Okay, the last one, number 10. Be there for your dancers. Be there for your teachers when they really need you. 
I know that sometimes this can feel in conflict with setting clear boundaries, but you know exactly what I mean when that student walks through your doors and they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and you just take an extra moment to see them, to know them, to hear what's going on in their life. I think about my childhood and the many years that I spent in the studio and how the one main teacher that I had growing up, I had such a hard time transitioning from kind of a lower level into the higher level that was above my age. And it was really hard for me to be in a space with older girls. And it was just, they created a lot of anxiety and stress and yeah, so many tears as a five or six year old. And she just cared for me. She knew that it was really hard. She met me outside the class. It was very difficult when my ballet bestie wasn't in class with me. And never once did I feel pressure or never once was I did I feel shameful or embarrassed that I was scared at the end of the day. But my teacher made me feel so loved and she was so patient and so kind. And I think about the impact that she had on me in those moments. I could have easily walked away from dance, but because she cared about me then and she cared about me for so many years thereafter, I'm still here in this world. And I know that's so true for so many of your dancers who have gone on to different things and have found their way back to the dance industry or have stayed in it. You make such an important impact. You get to walk with these dancers from the time they're littles all the way to the time that they're 18 and beyond. And that is something that no other sports coach really gets to do. That's something that no other community leader or influencer gets to do in their life except for their parents. And that's an amazing gift. So don't take that lightly, but also be empowered knowing that you really get to make a difference and you can be there and shape your dancers' lives, which is so much more important than anything else. Yes, I want you to make more revenue for your studio. I want you to make more money, but that's because the more stable that your studio is from a financial standpoint, right? The more predictable revenue that you have, the more stability you have in your financials, the more successful your studio will be, which in turn means that you get to be there for your students more and more and you have increasing capacity personally to care for them. When more things from a marketing and sales standpoint are taken off your plate and you feel like that is in a really good rhythm and system, you actually have more energy to put back into why you started this in the first place. So there you have it, 10 encouragements for the new season. I really hope that something spoke to you today and you can leave feeling a little bit more empowered, a little bit more pep in your step with more confidence, whatever that is for you on the positive side of it all, knowing that you are making a huge difference in the lives of your dancers and their families and that you get to be a really special part in shaping the next generation. So it's not a light weight to carry, but it is a huge privilege. And I hope that you walk into this new season feeling encouraged and empowered. All right. I will see you next week on Triple Threat Thursdays. Thanks for tuning in to Triple Threat Thursdays. This is Kate Grachowski, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights that you can apply to your studio unlocking more revenue than ever before. Remember, you can do this. 
Tap into your passion for dance as your motivator and commit to the small changes in marketing, sales, and instruction. They add up quicker than you think. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to subscribe, write a review, and share it with your team. Until next week, keep dancing, growing, and thriving.